Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 24th of October, 2013. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined as always by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And uh, it's been a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it has been an eventful week in, uh, in the search and uh, in social marketing uh, world. This week, um... you know what, Dave? We've been we've been we've been talking about conferences for as long as we've been on the show. There's uh there's so many important and and amazing conferences in the in the search engine marketing and now the, the social media marketing world. Uh search engine strategy, search marketing expo, um, ad tech. But there's one that's always stood out year after year after year. And it's you know, it's it's the one that I can say without a doubt is growing in numbers, is growing financially, and is growing in importance to the industry itself. And that's PubCon. PubCon conference is happening in uh, in Las Vegas. It's been uh, going on all week. It started um, running the 21st till, till I guess, today. Um, and a lot, of, uh, a lot of stuff has happened at PubCon, including uh, the SEO conference. Controversy of the week. Um, <laughs> now, I, I know you know. I know you've uh, you've spoken with and you've met Jason Calcanis before. Uh, yep. I've spoken with and I've met Jason before. Um, I like him. I got to tell you, I, I like Jason Calcanis. I really do. He's a total dick, but I like him. <laughs> he's, a, he's he's one of the, you know, he's, he's one of those he's one of those internet entrepreneurs who will sit down with scotch and a cigar. Proceed to tell you how amazing their ideas are, and you know he's kind of a douchebag. But the thing is, he actually has really good ideas, and he's actually a really smart man. And he has a fairly what's the right word? Um, loose tongue. <laughs> he doesn't hold nothing back. If he feels something or if he's thinking something, he says it. And you don't got to agree with him. You don't got to like what the fella has to say all the time. But I appreciate that we have this character out there on the, you know, out there as a internet entrepreneur and somebody who's a, a champion of inter- internet entrepreneurs who doesn't necessarily get it right every time, but who has the intestinal fortitude, the guts, <laughs> to say what, what's on his mind. Anyway, Jason Calcanis was the keynote speaker on day one at PubCon, and he said... Uh, few things about Google and about Matt Cutts that, well, take it from the source. It's Jason, and he got a bone to pick with Google and a bone to pick with Matt Cutts, and so he picked those bones um, in public and then started trying to beat Google about the head with those bones. Um, <laughs> now, I want to take you back to grade 10 English. You remember grade 10 English? You had to study, um, well, maybe it was grade 9, maybe it was grade 11, but if they didn't have you study this in high school, then you'd seriously lost out. The Shakespeare play Julius Caesar. 
I but remember it, was, it. You remember? Do you remember one of the most important lessons of that play? It takes place at the funeral scene. The okay, you're, you're making me go back to school here now. Yeah, sorry <laughs> about that, man. I know. But hey, it's an important lesson, and I'm going to remind you of it. Mark Antony allowed Brutus to speak first. Now, you remember, Brutus was Brutus and Antony were going to be rivals. But Caesar was dead. You know, the, the Rome was up, for, was up for grabs. And uh, Brutus was dumb enough, or perhaps vain enough, to allow Mark Antony to speak last. So Brutus gets up and he says his speech, right? And Mark Antony knows that if he doesn't make a really good speech, then he's going to get it. You know, he's going to be yep. he's going to be the one up against the wall or the guy with the sword through the belly. And so Mark Antony go, comes up and makes a kick-ass speech, blows everybody away. Um, so stunned that he's able to get himself out of Rome, down to down to Thebes, uh, get in Cleopatra's bed, and then you know have to commit suicide a few months later when all of Rome comes after him. But I digress. <laughs> the important lesson was you want to be the one who gets the last word in. <laughs> and Jason, you know, he goes off and he tries to beat Google about the head with all the bones he has to pick with them. And Matt Cutts is speaking the next day. <laughs> and so I remember when uh, when my business partner on the Connect, who's uh, who's 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 down at PubCon, um, he's speaking there. He's and he's been live blogging some of the sessions. He told me that this was you know that this was coming up. Jason's going to be you know um, speaking. He has some things to say about Google. But the fun thing is, Matt Cutts is talking tomorrow. Hilarious. It was a, a, a great moment between partners on a telephone conversation. We laughed our asses off. So, that went down. And I want to get, I want to totally get into some of the stuff that uh, Jason said and some of the replies that, uh, that Matt made. But I want to do that in the next segment. I've teased this one enough. All right. <laughs> yeah, beat the heck out of that one. Um, so, yeah, we want to talk about, uh, about, more than just uh, Matt versus Jason, Matt Cutts at PubCon, he, he made his keynote speech yesterday morning. He said some significant things, and we're going to be covering those in the second segment. Um, no idea what we're doing in the third segment yet. We haven't quite gotten there. But the first segment, which we're still in the middle of, is just talking about stuff that happened in the news. And one of the things that happened in the news today was found in Search Engine Watch. And actually, this, is, this one's way important. Um... For two reasons. One, Dave, you wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we're going. A great piece. And the other is what it's about, the value of referral data in link building. So, Dave, if you don't mind, I want to ask you a couple questions about your article. Is is, is that cool? Sure. Let's go for it. Okay. So, number one, just, you know, just starting at the beginning, you've written an article about the value of referral data, referrer data in link building, which leads me to believe that you're pretty sure link building is not dead. Oh, that's a great place to start. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> Josh, it's your first line, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it pretty much is. And I did do a, a little uh, tongue-in-cheek uh, sort of jab at the idea of uh, you know people saying that link building is dead. And it's like, no, the easy links you know how to build might be dead, but link building is not dead. Um, and I don't mean you personally. I mean people who would say link building is dead. You you can't it, two sites equal merit. What's the tiebreaker, right? Like just Cole's notes, basic math. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, one just simply needs to look at uh, the enormous resources that have been spent taking down link networks, taking down blog networks, you know, sending out unnatural links warnings and panicking webmasters, and their rankings are dropping. Well, if unnatural links don't count, then the rankings aren't dropping, right? And if links don't matter, then Google's not putting time into blog networks. <laughs> like, that's the, just Google's actions alone tell us links matter. So, okay, let's go into that premise then, <laughs> that links do still matter. Um, what do you do? Well, um, let's, let's step back for a second. Why is there any confusion in the first place? Like, of course, links matter. It's how Google works on links. Mm-hmm. It's never stopped doing that. Um, I mean, it's certainly starting to judge links um, uh, much more strictly. Um, and it, I mean, it even released a whole flock of penguins on on links. But it's never once said that that links are unimportant. No. Um, I think so the confusion comes. Where does the debate come from? I, I think it's it's akin uh, a lot to. Page rank, right? The 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 same um, sort of misconceptions that happen when SEOs talk about page rank happens when we talk about links, and it's unfortunate because there's a bunch of people who don't quite understand we're talking about something you might not understand. We're talking about, you know, we all understand page rank. Well, if I say page rank is dead, and you say page rank is valuable, or vice versa, both of us are right. It's just one of us might be talking about the toolbar which, you know, is really, really dead right now. Um, and then one of us might be talking about the internal calculations of page rank that go on at Google. To somebody who doesn't know that there's these two things that are actually different, um, you know, you may get a, an answer one way or the other. And so I think that happens a lot when we're talking about link building. Is link building dead? No, but all of the ways we did it are. <laughs> <laughs> really down to down to bare bones if you're going out there to build links and all you're trying to do is game a system you're in trouble um that really at the end of the day it boils down to you need to be trying to build your authority you need to try and attract links in that are actual votes for content okay um, well then let's, I mean, let's, let's, let's jump to the media premise. How does referrer data help a webmaster or SEO determine what is or is not, is not good link potential? Um, well, I sort of take two stands on this. Both of them work, and this only works for a site with traffic, right? I mean, this, this, <laughs> this doesn't work. If you've got a brand new site, you're not going to see anything in your referrer data, right? You so you kind of got to have referrers for this to work. That's what you're saying. For this right? to work <laughs> is, is a core premise of this entire article. Um, but everything Google's telling us revolves around, well, basically two points. One is that the links that they want to count are the links that would exist if there were no engines. Okay. That's, that's what Google tells us. You build the links you would build if there were no engines. Okay, so if I look at my referrer data and I find out which links are driving traffic, that's a real indicator what links Google should be wanting to count. Because these are links that I would build if there wasn't an engine. Because they're just bringing me traffic. <laughs> so, so these are a, a great sort of source to look at to see what do the links that you should want to build look like. Um, And then, of course, there's the other side of of the equation, which is if you can see in those links where your traffic's coming from and you can see in those traffic sources the links you didn't build, 
So there's the ones that you create that link through to blog posts or, or whatever. But if you're looking through and you actually start to gather together data on which of your links or, or which of these referrers are driving traffic that you never created those links, then you get a really solid idea of what types of content you produce that will acquire the best kind of links. And those are the ones that take no work, right? You just had to build good content and links come into it. So there's sort of those two sides and both of them address exactly what Google's telling us to do. We're looking at the links that are driving traffic so that we would build even if there were no engines. Um, and we're looking for mechanisms to have links that are just being generated that we are not having to create. We're, we're sort of getting a better idea. And I'm not saying, okay, yeah, build this thing and don't ever try and promote your content. No, push it out on social. <laughs> like, you know, mention it whenever you can. Of course, you've done a good tool, you've done a good white paper, you've done a good, you know, whatever, press release or whatnot. Hey, you push this stuff out. You, you're a marketer, for goodness sake. But these are the types of content that will just tend to attract those links naturally. Um, and, I mean, you know, you and I have both been building links long enough. If you can have a link that just appears that you didn't have to build, yeah. That's great because <laughs> it's painful to build some of them. So yeah, if you, uh, you can know, build I've seen for that link, and if you can build <laughs> for that link, it's better. <laughs> um, but that's some of the core that, that that I try and pull from um, the referrer data we're looking at. Um, and then I did in the article take it one step further and go, oh, okay, you know, I, I decided to use the term referrer data loosely and went, okay, now let's also take a look at your competitor data, which of course you can't look at their referrers. But the idea of taking, okay, now you know all this stuff about your referring traffic. Now look at your competitors. Weed out all their homepage links. You don't need to know them. Use Majestic, use SEO Moz, you know, or sorry, use Moz, um, you know, or, or whatever. Pull in the, the backlink data, but don't worry about those links through to their services page or to their homepage. I mean, that's, that's irrelevant for right now unless you want to weed through tens of thousands of links, which you probably don't. But start to take a look at what are their natural links. What are these links that are going through to their blog posts? And if you can find, it may reinforce you the trend of, okay, these are chances are more natural links. You'll need to look at them, but more just created. So if you can see, hey, when I build this type of content, people just naturally link to mine. And hey, similar kind of tangents on one of my competitor sites. And hey, here's the links through to their blog posts or white papers or whatnot. You can really start to solidify a content strategy that's going to drive a lot of links into your site. Very, very cool. Um, you know, I, I'm not even sure if there's another question I have on the, on the article. Um, but let, let me ask you this then. Once you've built them, yep. how much effort or time do you put into monitoring them? Um, you know that, and I, I think that you, you know you can probably say the same, and I think most uh, most of us can. That really ends up depending on what all is going on on a given time. Does it go into like a quarterly check? Does it go into something that you know we've just pumped something out, and we just want to see you know two weeks later what happened? You know, a, a time sensitive doing something for charity or something like that uh, where yeah you want to pay a lot of attention to it because you want to know next time I do this what specifically is happening and how rapidly does it happen um, but a lot of the times it, it sort of becomes a we won't really know and I don't need to micromanage this why am I wasting the clients hours watching this every you know two three times a week when I could just be moving on to the next thing and check it when the monthly you know reports are coming in and just start to look through their referrer data again and um, sort of see what we can do there. So really does depend, though, on what kind of strategy 
you're deploying. I mean, you know, I, I think every SEO kind of adds to the same, the same to that one, you know, yourself included is how you monitor depends a lot on what you're trying to accomplish um, in right. a specific task and how much data you want to carry um, onto the next time to do that strategy. Well, there you go, folks. And I, we're, we're going to we're gonna have to jump onto another topic because we uh, we got about five minutes left for this segment. The, mm-hmm. the value of referral data and link building. It's in Search Engine Watch, published today, October 24th, 2013. Um, definitely, definitely worth checking out, the, checking out the article. You can either look at it in today's issue or if you're listening to a podcast of this show. Uh, Search Engine Watch has archives. Check the article out. What else has happened? The smartphone ranking penalty. So, hey... <laughs> Your smartphone ain't smart enough, so uh, these sites aren't going to rank here. <laughs> that, that, that's pretty much it. Google's detecting what kind of phone you have and the uh, generation of phone, and most importantly, what technologies on the phone read Flash, mm-hmm. and um, will select websites that may or may not, I'm sorry, will exclude websites that uh, don't conform to your, to your cell phone's technologies. That's correct. Um, And the the first evidence is out of of this. It's funny how rapidly what Matt Cutts is saying gets sort of countered, but the exception that he noted is is comes to light, right? It it can't be more than a couple weeks ago that he was saying, we're not doing this, but we do know that users want a different thing. And now the first evidence comes out of, yep, they're doing it now. (laughs) So it's just like, just uh, so, so close. Uh, I'm sure if I asked Google, though, it would be a case of, well, we're not penalizing them. We're just rewarding the sites that do have a better experience. Well, um, I think you're right about that, too. I mean, honestly, Dave, we've had this conversation before. Um, If Google's promoting one and not you, then that feels like like a penalty to you. Right, but perhaps it's just passing you over because you—not you again. Perhaps it's just passing this website over because this website isn't, you know, doesn't match one of hundreds, perhaps thousands of criterion based on the search that was conducted and where right. the search was conducted from. So, uh, yeah, I don't think I, I don't see this as a penalty. Um. And I, I, if you want to look at a penalty, then it's one that you've assigned yourself for using something crappy like Flash, or right. for not keeping up with new with new technologies. Right. It's more uh, natural selection. Um, oh, that's, that's a way to look at it. That's a great way to look at it. Um, and I think you're right. And I think this is. I think it's a great direction to go. And it matches again everything that Google's saying. I, I love that technologically they're actually getting to the part where I can go. This is what Google's been telling us to do, and we need to do it. Rather than this is what they're telling us to do, and they have no idea whether you're violating that or not. Um, I mean, in in a case like this, they've always said their goal is to provide the best possible search results to their visitors. Mm-hmm. Delivering a site that does not work on your device <laughs> is not a good search result for you. Um, so, I mean, it, to me, it just makes sense. I, as a user, appreciate it. <laughs> so, um, so I think I think it's a great move and really an eye opener for a lot of website owners who are going to notice their mobile traffic drop. My concern is always, and, and it's 
it's it's the issue with all analytics is you can only see what you have, right? So I, I, my concern is a lot of website owners who may not know what they're actually looking at may look at their analytics and go, well, mobile only accounts for 3% of my traffic. Yes, that's because your site sucks in mobile, so Google's not delivering that traffic. It's not that it only amounts to 3% of your marketplace. <laughs> it's that that's you're only getting 3% of it because your site is so poorly optimized for mobile. So as long as people don't try take from those analytics the importance of mobile um, and start to react as, as you know, I hopefully you or I would and most of our clients and actually develop for mobile, uh, I think it's a huge win. And here's, it, uh, We're going to have to take a break in a couple seconds, but I just want to get in an important point. Um, Google Webmaster Tools and Google Analytics only go back so far in the data. Mm-hmm. Um, Webmaster Tools, we're looking at about uh, three months, almost four months. Yeah, about three months back in, in data. And uh, uh, analytics, we're looking at one year. Now, like you said, we can only measure what, we, what we're seeing, you know, in the in now or in the, the, the one-month increment or two, whatever increments we're measuring, right? Yep. Google makes a change today. It might take you several months to notice an effect of that change. And by that time, the stats that you should be drawing information from what happened before the change was made. They may be gone. You mightn't right. have access to them any longer. Uh, a, a new policy at Digital Always, and I'm, I'm sure you got a similar policy, is we are now saving everything. We, we're keeping our own record of everything. Um, we do Google Analytics. We're saving. And yeah, we now have Excel. If, 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 if we could stack Excel sheets on pieces of paper, I would have a room full of them. <laughs> so it's for the best you can then. <laughs> well, for the best we can't. But this is, a, this is just a tip for, for SEO, SEM companies out there. Save your analytics. You look at it, save it, export it. It's, it, it yeah, it adds um, three or four minutes per analytic mission. It sucks. <laughs> but... <laughs> You will, or maybe you'll never need that information. Maybe you'll never need the information again, but you might. <laughs> and you're going to want it at your fingertips, you know? And it's you know what? I, you're right. It's like doing backups. You may have to do a thousand of them before you need one. And I'll tell you, it's not nearly as elegant as seeing the information in the actual Google Analytics environment or Google Webmaster Tools environment, but at least it's information, you know? And if you don't have it, you'll regret it. And if I don't do this, then I'll regret it. Friends, you're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. We have to take a commercial break because it's, well, it's that time again. Um, <laughs> uh, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stick around. We're coming back with the Calcatus versus Cuts fight, the fight of the seas, the fight we've all been waiting for. Stay tuned. <laughs> That'll tease them. <laughs> Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! 
How about catching more attention like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short branded attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Welcome to The Hook with Katie Kempner, where Katie talks with advertising visionaries, top journalists, cutting-edge creatives, authors, and PR gurus. Hear what these industry insiders have to say about the changing landscape of advertising and PR today. The Hook with Katie Kempner. On demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave David from Beanstalk SEO. And uh, Dave, you gotta love watching heavyweights spar <laughs> against each other. Now, the problem with the analogy is there's, you know, a guy like Jason Calcanis, who, you know, love him or dislike him, whatever, you, the guy knows his chops, okay? The, guy's, mm-hmm. the guy knows his chops. But, but I, and I would call him a heavyweight. But in this case, we're talking about him versus Google. <laughs> um, and that's, it's incomparable. Like, Google is the establishment. Google is the government. Google is City Hall. You know, Google's the big 18,000-pound um, gorilla who's not sitting in the corner. He's sitting on top of you. That's what <laughs> Google is. Um, and, you know... I gotta say, Jason Calganis does have a point in some of the things he said. And I, I'd like to read some quotes that uh, that come out of a Twitter feed. Um, Alan Kinnick was um, live tweeting uh, Jason's uh, Jason's keynote speech on uh, the twenty second. So I guess on Tuesday morning. First thing he says, and I don't say this. I don't say this. I, I ironically. Um, but it's going to sound so in a few moments. Lies spread incredibly fast on the internet, but you can't hold back the truth online. Okay. That was the one thing that Jason said that didn't go after Google. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, he, de- he delivered, um, you know, 100 slides in 50 minutes, one of which was things that make a billion dollars. 
Grand Theft Auto retail sales in three days. Avatar box sales in three weeks. Netflix revenue, three months. Combined internet radio revenues, one year. Really? Nebraska. Um, <laughs> HarperCollins revenue in one year is, is about a billion dollars. Three days for Grand Theft Auto to make a billion dollars. Um, so gaming is clearly an important part of the web. Um, it's, it's hard to figure out exactly how to phrase this, but you got to get a, uh, a sense of what happened to Jason Calcanis a couple of times with Google when Google introduced um, algorithms to go after spotty content. You remember, remember um, Jason's website, Mahalo? Mm-hmm. He was trying to make what was kind of like a cross between a human-powered search experience and um, a, an upscale answers.com. And I guess that worked really well for the first couple of months, you know, when uh, when it was funded. Um, but then it had to make its own, <laughs> then it had to make its own money, and a lot of the editorial control seemed to slip away. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mahala. Like, sorry, sorry, Jason. Um, I, I don't mean to be a jerk or anything, but this is how it is. This is I could be wrong. It's just my opinion and what I observed while looking very closely. Um, a lot of the editorial. Well, staff went away, the quality slipped, and Google started hammering on sites like eHow, Easy Articles, and Mahalo got cut in that got caught in that hammering. Now, like Matt Cutts has said on more than one occasion, often when a major up, up, update happens at Google, the baby gets thrown out with the bathwater. Good stuff gets thrown out with dirty stuff. He was trying to be diplomatic. I'm not sure he really thought that Mahalo was great stuff. Anyway, Calcanus is really angry. Um, he called Google and Google's representative liars from the stage. Um, and as it comes, Google rules everything, and Matt Cutts is evil. Was, you know, um, probably the most direct statement he made about Matt. Now, um, Dave, I, I, I just want to ask you a, a, a quick question on your opinion here. Like, um, we follow Google because it's, it's, it's radically important to us as, as search marketers, as SEOs, to you know, get our client sites ranked in the most popular search engine on the planet, Right. Right. Jason, as you, know, you can understand where the man's coming from, his business that he worked really hard on. Um, good idea, whether whether you or I think it's a good idea or not is irrelevant. He thought it was a good idea. Mm-hmm. He funders, you know, funders thought it was a good idea. He was able to raise money for it, mm-hmm. but he wasn't able to sustain it because Google's al- algorithm killed it. Mm-hmm. The question I've got before I bring bring in Matt's response to him is, what's your gut tell you? Does the man got a point? Does, you know, he's mad at Google. Google hurt him. Does he got a point to go after Matt and go after Google? I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's, it's one of those cases. If your girlfriend breaks up with you because you're a dick, it's not your girlfriend's <laughs> fault. 
Like, okay. You know, and, and that's kind of what it boils down. Like, I've seen, we've all worked on sites and saw a ranking report or, or saw a traffic pattern that was, let's just call it less than favorable. Does the first question you ask, do you, do you call up your client and go, Google's a, Google's a prick, right? Like, and, and they're all lying in this. Nope. You look at what you did, you man up, you figure out what you need to do to fix it and where you went wrong to begin with, right? That's what, that's what adults do <laughs> when they're in this. Um, I, you know, I, I, I can respect him, but I think he used his keynote as an opportunity to, to sort of just vent. Um, and, you know, that's fine over beers between a couple people. Just because Google didn't like your site is not Google's fault. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, I don't care how much you love that duck, it's still a duck. Um, so, no, I, I, I don't like what he did. Uh, I don't agree with him at all here. Um, you know, if, and, you know, I guess some of you're going to touch on some of Matt's comments. I think we're, we're spot on. To, uh, you know, to, to give Jason a, a, another word here, um, Matt Cutts can smile at you while Google rips the floor out from under your feet. Another direct quote. Um, apparently, apparently Google had a meeting with Mahalo to explain their position to him, and Matt, and Matt was at this meeting and you know explained that the algorithm was going against, you know, was 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 changed to guard against thin content. Mm-hmm. And he was smiling during the meeting. Um, while this is happening, of course, Mahalo's rankings are falling further and further and further to the to the point of basically non-existence. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, see, I'm 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 kind of torn here because I see I see two competing philosophies of how the web should evolve. Um, one is the much more practical engineering solution, as set out by Google. Um, there's no way you're going to figure out what's on the entire web. We have to automate this, and if we have to automate this, we have to make some hard decisions. The other is the by hand curation. Hey, man, look, it's our web. Let's build it the way, however the hell we want to build it. That I think Jason sort of epitomizes, right? You know, um, Jason in again, Jason. Jason reminds me a lot of Jeremy Shoemaker. I like the guy. But it's not a week <laughs> that goes by where he doesn't piss me off at least once. But I can't help but like him anyway because they're interesting, they're successful, they they're they're dedicated, and they're actually they're very smart guys, right? Right, and okay. dynamic, and dynamic. Um, so just you know. For fun, let's see what Matt has to say about some of this. <laughs> Matt Cut admits uh, that Panda did create collateral damage, but they had no choice but to take out the content farms. Um, I can understand that. <laughs> I can. I get that. Yeah. Um, here's a here's one that that gets a little bit weird. And again, for the listeners out there. This, this, this goes back to our lesson about Mark Antony and Brutus. If you're going to say something from stage, you better be damn sure you can back it up with fact. One of the things that Jason said about Google on, in, his, in his Tuesday keynote was that as a Google partner, Google met, met with him and met with Mahalo but ended up being a bad partner. Um, 
thing is, <laughs> according to Matt Cutts, Google doesn't have partners. YouTube has partners. Um, AdWord, AdWords has partner companies who sell advertising for them. But when it comes to organic rankings, which is you know, the context of this conversation, Google doesn't have partners. Google's neutral. Google doesn't have buddies, friends, um, people who can get special favors off of it. It don't, it don't work that way. Google's, uh, Google is an independent machine. Um, humans might um, hand code results periodically when necessary, but you know, 99.99% of organic results are machine-coded. Mm-hmm. No, no human intervention. So Google's not in a position to have partners in the organic search world. And if it did have partners, it's Google's policy not to give anybody special treatment, unless well, the NSA. Um, and how often have they said that? Like, I, I can't count the number of times I've heard them say it. I can't count the number of times I've read that statement from them. Mm-hmm. There, there is no illusion that a partnership has anything to do with your organic results. Like, I, I'm just going to call BS on Jason here. I go, never, never have I thought, hey, being a Google partner is going to positively impact my organic results because it's very clear repetitively every time they open their mouth on the subject um, that that is not the case. And so you cannot possibly expect that it's, it's going to. And besides which, if it was the case, could you imagine we'd all be Google partners right now, wouldn't we? Well, that's right. Like, I mean, that's and then we'd all be mad because he's helping his partner, Jim, more than me. <laughs> like, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go after that Jim guy, that dick. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, hey, can we, are we – quick, quick reality – are we allowed to say that still? Um, <laughs> I'm never quite sure. Um, I don't think it's one of the seven words. It isn't one of the seven words. I've listened to that. I've listened to that routine over and over and over again. But then again, neither is bunghole. You don't want to hear that on the radio, do you? <laughs> okay. Point. Thanks, Jim. Anytime. Anytime. So, another one of the problems was um, the age-old argument. It's my page. If I want to sell property on that page, it's my right. It's hell. Mm-hmm. It's the only way I stay in business. Yeah. Google's like, well, yeah, but if you're going to do that, you got to know follow because that's that's. That's the rules we set down. Um, Jason's like, screw that. Um, yeah. Again, the question, um, and I, I, I understand why Jason is um, pushing as hard as he can against those who make the rule in this environment. Sure, it's good PR. It is, and maybe, maybe it'll push the needle a bit. Maybe it'll cause them to um, have an open conversation. About how okay, none of that, none of that will happen. <laughs> <laughs> I like your optimism, though, Jim. It was cute. <laughs> I was trying so hard here. I mean, it's our job to remain neutral as much as possible, right? Unless it's <laughs> Yahoo. Um, oh, you know, I'm gonna remind me to talk about Yahoo in the third segment because they did something so stupid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> god. oh my god! But I digress. So, um. Google is like, we really worry about um, old content. We really worry about stuff that's been up there for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And we're still finding transgressions in that old content. Um, I I, I should preface, he was talking about um, the 
fight, but this is Matt Cutts uh, in a response to something that Jason Calcanis had said earlier. So we can assume he's talking about Mahalo here. Right. If you pay for something like PageRank, a PageRank, Google, um, well, Google's going to ignore it. So all of the so all of the stuff that you're paying for, if you're paying somebody for that link, you're giving them ten dollars for that link, and Google knows that you're paying for it, then you're paying for nothing because it's going to ignore the link. Um. And then how do they know? Well, sites like Mahalo say, buy this link. <laughs> That's how they know. <laughs> there, there is okay. some transparency there. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay, so that was that's the fight between Calcanis and uh, and Matt Cutts. And I'm sorry, it's not nearly as dramatic as I wanted it to be, but I guess you had to be there. I wasn't. Um, <laughs> I understand that if they were face to face, they'd have been they'd have come to blows. But you know, nobody allowed that to happen. Biddy. I got to say this. Brett Tadge knows how to program a conference. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hat hat tip to Brett Tadge. And I think he did this on purpose. He knew that Jason would go off, and he knew Matt would be in a position where he had to respond. Yeah. Oh, no, that that worked out just – that couldn't have worked out better. Uh, couldn't work out better at all. And then you get some extra PR because we talk about it on the radio and uh, the blogs are all a Twitter with it. Mm-hmm. As was as to the Twitter was all a, all a blog about it, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well done, sir. Thank you. So here's another, here's another thing that was announced in the last week that Matt just barely touched on to apparent laughter in the entire room. Google's trying an experiment with a large brand. With, when somebody does a brand search, you know, they're looking for Southwest Airlines or... Yeah, or uh, the New York Rangers, or American Airlines, or something. In certain cases, Google's experimenting with this now. They will return what looks like a really large banner ad. Takes up about a third of the upper, the upper part of your screen for the company you were searching for. Hmm. <laughs> so all those nice organic rankings that you and I are chasing after, look down. Look way down, <laughs> uh, because Southwest Airlines just paid a suitcase full of money. You know all that money that 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 you that you the traveling public are paying to have that extra suitcase. Well, that just went into this big ad at Google. So next time you're paying your overage fees there, remember, remember that's going that's going to advertising. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to advertise. I shouldn't say that. I have no idea it's going to advertising, but I do know that that space costs a hell of a lot of money, and it's got to come from somewhere, right? What do you think about that? I mean, seriously, that that really burned me. That 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 chafed me. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not a I'm not a fan of it as an SEO, right? Like you know, and neither are you. Um, I'm sure, but as a user, when I look up brands, what am I tending to look for? Uh, their site, right? So oh, I know, but it wasn't like this really big Southwest Airlines blue link that was at the number one position. Uh, doesn't that do it for you? <laughs> <laughs> you need a banner ad just to make sure you're clicking on the right one. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm. 
I, I'm not paying attention. I don't know. You know what? I, with my little, uh, you know, I'm still using a Galaxy Nexus. So with my my little phone and my big fat thumbs trying to click on search results on a, <laughs> I actually don't mind if if I'm doing a branded search and they want to put a great big image that I got to click on to get where I'm going. Um, so I, I think on a desktop, yeah, it's just it's just it's just it's just branding. Um, but at the same time, I, I really begrudge them. I mean, as you can see, like in, in the results on, on Southwest Airlines, even without it, Southwest had a whack of, of site links anyway. So they were already dominating pretty much everything anyway. Um, and I do think it may be a push more towards, um, you know, yes, it's on the desktop, but I have a hunch it's more built towards the, the mobile folks. Um, than for for pure desktop, and I'm betting that there's other people with big fat thumbs like mine. Well, and there's people with big fat wallets that are making this sort of thing happen. Um, and well, this sort of thing too, friends. This is Jim Edder. <laughs> we have to take a break. It's time to take a break. You know one of the cool things about radio, Dave? No banner, Jim. No banner. <laughs> Great audio. Fred, you're listening to Web College here on webmasterradio.fm. It's a quarter to the hour. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Coming back with our last segment after these messages. Stay tuned. Sit tight and don't move. Web College. We'll be back after this short break. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Come visit us at AdTech New York, booth number 738. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. 
commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 24th of October, 2013. We're entering our last segment. And before we dive into anything, I want to send a happy birthday to one of your guys, Dave. Uh, David Mackenzie Kong, it was his birthday yesterday, and if anybody with an arm's length of him can grab him and give him the Victoria birthday bumps right now, don't assault him, that would be illegal, <laughs> but pick him up and drop him on his ass. Way to go. Excellent. Wait, I can hear them all the way from over here. Way to go. <laughs> you, you know it is coming out of the show now. <laughs> uh, you know, Victoria is the only place on the planet. Everywhere else, the, 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 there's a tradition called the paddy wax, where people like sort of spank you on the butt for your birthday. In Victoria, yeah. they pick you up and they drop you <laughs> on your butt for the number of times you get. This is why we have so many people who are in their 70s and 80s with like new hips. It's a horrible thing. It's <laughs> barbaric. Barbaric, I tell you. Uh, okay, where are we going next, Dave? What do we got here? All right. Well, we touched uh, we touched at first um, on PageRank, you know, in, in our first segment. I think it might be a worthwhile circle back um, to to touch on. There's a, an article up by uh, Jennifer Slag over on Search Engine Watch, but this is a you know that's not the only place we've all heard it. That's just the one that I'm looking at right now. Um, bar, PageRank. Um, we were talking about it. Technical issues meant that the uh, last push uh, couldn't take place, um, and, and it hasn't been updated in a little while. Um, this comes from, I think it's from Matt Cutting. You know, it's one of those you read so much news, you just filter it in and go, all right, it's one of the people yep. that I trust to know this information, so off this I go. Um, um, okay, and uh, now the, the big question comes up, and this is, it is a big question. Do they bother to fix it? They haven't yet. They don't seem to care, do they? No. Um, well, that's the impression I get. It's broken, and we just haven't gotten around to it. So, um, you know, like, uh, screw it. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice if they are going to go that route, if they just push a great big N.A. for everybody. I mean, it'll cause some panics for <laughs> them until you realize everybody's an A. Um, but, you know, just just shove that out and go, okay, then, then just be done with it, right? Like, if you're not going to update it, just be done. <laughs> Don't give people something to look at. This is why you're a better man than me, Dave. Because you know what I do if I was them? I just start throwing numbers out. I <laughs> just you like make the car go up, down, make the car go up. You know, everyone in pitch rank five. <laughs> okay, that that would be kind of fun. You're a much better person than me because I just screw with people. <laughs> no, I just didn't think about it. No, now thinking about it, I. <laughs> Could you imagine? You have some fun with this would be hilarious. I went to a ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can have some fun. I'm stronger than Wikipedia with their PR3. Um, <laughs> so totally. I get some people that go drunk one night, and, you know, we've got to get them past this responsibility thing. And, you know, just get them into having some fun. You know we can do this. It's just a matter of finding the right people. <laughs> <laughs> need, to, need to get the Google Dance back on. And get those folks drinking. <laughs> okay, so the long and short of this is that PageRank toolbar is well, it's it it is merely resting. 
It's not dead exactly, but it ain't alive either. I, I, I have a hunch we are looking at the rest in peace stage of uh, of Tool of Our Page Rank. Um, uh, the honest truth is, I'm not going to say. No, me neither. I will not have uh, one dead. No, you will just end our new metric. You know, I mean, I, I do look at it. I'm sure you do too, right? You got, you got to have one of the toolbars, right? Whatever one it is, or status, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I look at it, but I won't miss it when it's gone. It's a distraction. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, no, I think it's uh, I, I think it's good. I look forward to it uh, to it leaving, and uh, yeah, good riddance. Okay, down to three minutes. Here's one that that's, that's pretty interesting, and. Uh, Folks, get your Kanana stuff in uh, in order. Over at Webmaster World, in a thread that uh, that seriously caught my eye, a webmaster was saying his manual a manual penalty applied against him was revoked on his www.domain.com version, but the penalty remains on the non-www version of the site. The non-WW version is when redirected to the www, and the www said it's the preferred domain in Webmaster Tools. So it sounds like he's done the right things. I don't know the I don't know the name of his website as mentioned. Um, it sounds like he's done the right things to get you know to to cannot cannot canonologically speaking. Sounds like he's done the right. I think I said that right too. He's done the right things. Um, but he still has this penalty, and that penalty is being shot over to his new site. Now he won't even rank for domain.com, for his name.com. Weird, eh? It, it is. It's funny. I have seen a um, situation not, not identical to this. This was brand new, and I was really very surprised when I saw it. Putting it in context of some other penalties I've seen that are subdomain specific, um, the, what he's experiencing doesn't make any. We've even seen, um, you know, subdomains like unique subdomains. There's a subdomain for a purpose. Penalty, fix that, and then the www starts to repair. So this is not indicative of anything I've ever I've ever seen before, and it's going to be really interesting. I've, I've bookmarked this thread now just to watch um, what happens over time because this is a, a really really unique scenario, and uh, it doesn't make sense. So is it a glitch? Or is this something uh, new that's purposely built in the algorithm? Clearly not for this well, function. Yeah, I mean, your gut tells you it's got to be canonical, right? It's got to be uh, just indicating which site you would prefer. Right. But, uh, again, and, and we, we haven't seen the code. We have not seen his Webmaster Tools profile. But it sounds like, from what, what's written here, it sounds like he's done everything right. Yeah. Definitely that. one to watch. Um, and also, I, I do want to go on. We got a couple. We got a couple seconds. I want to go on. He's done a whole bunch. He's done a whole bunch of link cleaning, reconsideration requests. Um, he's worked on this. I bet you it's something really stupid and really small that he didn't touch. Let me say that. Yeah, you know, it is a shame when that happens. But it's okay. Uh, we're, we're we're down to literally down to seconds. Um, I, I'm not even sure what to say after that. Except word of wisdom, make sure everything is right before launching the website, or <laughs> you might end up with this weird loop that this guy's got going. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll study the story next week. See if there's any change in it. Uh, Dave, I'm sorry. I'm afraid we're done. It's been a whole. We gone through a whole hour already. 
news is coming yes. up here on Webmaster Radio next. We're going to be coming back next week. Uh, friends, on behalf of Dave Davies, and you, you can reach Dave Davies at dave at beanstalkseo.com. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You can reach me, Jim, at digitalalwaysmedia.com. You can listen to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. we got the news coming up, and we got some more great webmaster content. Stay tuned. Listen to the network. We'll talk to you next week. This has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.